Happy New Year! Live, more or less, from Las Vegas. With Mark Anthony, I'm Rick Rosen. This is Good Sports, our New Year's Day edition. What's New up, Year's Mark? Day! Same old crap. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> same day. You know, they make a big deal out of New Year. It's a calendar thing. Man being the only species that keeps track of time. Unless you count bears that hibernate. You know, I mean, it's uh, much ado about nothing. It's one day to the next, one minute to the next. You know, I mean, all those things, you break it down. It's But 300,000 people had a hell of a party uh, last night on the Las Vegas Strip. Another 40,000 downtown. Fremont Street experience. Uh, nothing but a few drunks that got, uh, uh, you know, got to see what the inside of the... Yeah of the Clark County Detention Center was like, but uh, other than that, safe, most all across the world, uh, very safe and and uh, cool, except for Dubai. Did you see that? They had the huge, oh, man. big that, ass that, skyscraper that was, was burning, and they said, oh, we don't want to let that bother our fireworks show. So, I, you know, the 20th story, hey, that, that baby well, went up like early, a candle. early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The but there was there was some guy hanging from the balcony. Literally, had come out and was dangling twenty stories up, and the the, the fireworks were going off at the same freaking time. It's like, well, which which do we look at? The guy about to fall to his death, <laughs> or the really neat fireworks? So they celebrate differently in Dubai. Uh, yeah. Mark, I suppose we probably need to get right to it. Uh, a couple things. Uh, we have a we have a list. Longer than my arm of That's not people who passed away. Passed away. It's long enough. This is not even three months worth of people that passed away. Sports personalities that passed away in 2015. Uh, not the least of which was Jerry Tarkanian, uh, longtime uh, UNLV coach Tark the Shark. And uh, we'll go. We'll if we if time allows, we will go through the list uh, uh, name by name. But man, there's some. Some hellacious names on there, and the month of December was just torture on basketball. Uh, I mean, it, I think I, I I marked those down. Guy Lewis, who was the coach of Phi uh, uh, Slamma Jamma at uh, Houston, and had Akeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler, uh, he died. Uh, let me see. That might have been that might have been like late November. Anyway, Jim La- Loskatuff uh, from the Celtics. He had his name retired, not his number, but his name. They were running out of jerseys, so they retired the guy's name instead of instead of his jersey. Uh, Dolph Shays was a twelve-time All-Star, coach of the Syracuse Nets, played with the Syracuse Nets, one of the fiftieth greatest basketball players. He died on the tenth of of uh, December. Um, John Hot Rod Williams uh, played uh, with the Cavaliers and a couple other teams. Uh, Fifty-three years old, died of prostate cancer. Um, and uh, Meadowlark Lemon, one of yes, the, yeah. the most talented basketball players ever. I mean, to be, to be able to do the things that Meadowlark Lemon does uh, or did on a basketball court and also uh, be hilarious and, and do all those things. But what a tremendous basketball player, Meadowlark Lemon, one, no question that he had the talent to play in the NBA had he wanted to take that. Uh, and the Harlem Globetrotters used to be in the NBA. Did you realize that? No. They started out as a legitimate team, and they didn't have a place to play, and they started the barnstorming thing, and uh, one thing led to another, and they became the clown princes, and there was no bigger of a clown prince than Meadowlark Lemon. But, uh, yeah, December was December was tough, tough on uh, on basketball alone. And, some, uh, you know, I mean, there were some there were some big names, and a couple of them died just, just yesterday or the day before. Uh, Howard Davis Jr., one of our uh, uh, Olympic boxers, in 1976, won the gold medal in 76, and I believe it was shortly after his mother had died. And uh, Doug Atkins, uh, one of the meanest SOBs to ever play pro football, played with the Bears. He was one of the monsters of the midway, uh, played with Dick Butkus and, and, and Gail Sayers there. And, and some, I mean, just a, just a, 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 a the way football used to be played, that was, he, the guy wouldn't, he wouldn't last a half the first couple minutes uh the way he played and and, and hit people but uh, anyway Can I stop Atkins, there, Rick? Uh, Rick sure okay this year we lost those guys Dick Buckus and all of those guys okay well we didn't lose Dick Buckus yet he's still um okay the one married to the uh bimbo there Frank Gifford yeah him Frank okay. Frank Gifford yep concussion you know, you know back <laughs> 
bat, you know, that's back when we had football and, you know, yeah. you know, these guys had names, you know, the refrigerator, oh, yeah. the, you know, the, okay. Yeah. Are, do you, Lou the Toe Rosa. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, that's kind of like that, you know, that was part of the, the, the fun Appeal. of football was yeah. because you went to see these characters. You well, know? look, the Galloping Ghost, Red Grange. I mean, they had those great nicknames, and now they uh, all the good nicknames are taken. <laughs> I mean, now, <laughs> now they don't have squad. For, you know, Johnny Football. Yeah, all right. Are uh, we somebody, ever I think that? one of the most appropriate things I heard was Johnny College Football. I don't think so, Mark. Uh, it's so commercialized. It's like Christmas and everything else. I mean, everything's so instant. Guys name themselves names. You know, they they don't just they don't just pick this up for you know. Grantland Rice is the guy that that named people. The writers used to give them names because they were explaining. They they had to draw a picture that you could see in your mind, and we don't have that anymore, Mark. Everything. It's so visual. You get to actually see the guys. And from every damned angle there possibly is, they've taken the mystique out of it. It's almost like knowing how, how magicians do the tricks. Okay, it's just not near as much fun for most people. But, uh, no, you're right. I don't think we will ever see the uh, football be the same again. Some of it has to do with health, Mark. You know, there's plenty of guys that have died given their lives to play that game that entertains us and, and doesn't have much other uh, redeeming qualities, I guess. Good, you know. I mean, it's supposed to be good, good health, but they certainly don't get that when they. And the movie Concussion uh, that, that that came out this last week, Mark, right. has a lot to. Uh, I think that says a lot about where we're at. And uh, man, uh, I don't know if you could be uh, any any be, in a better position to know that the the changes are coming, Mark. And Doctor Sicking down at Alabama Birmingham is working on working on helmets and and, and ways to to save people's lives by simply not having them get concussions. And it's a, uh, it's a coming, but no, yeah. you're right, Mark, uh, that, that changes that. Uh, I don't think we will ever get anything near like that again, unless they, you know, they destroy the internet and take away TVs. And it was really funny. I was waiting for the bus yesterday, Mark. I was going to, I, I went to go pick up a 12 pack and stayed here and partied last night. I did. You don't get DUIs in your front room. And uh, <laughs> one of the ladies that lives here, uh, we were it was five minutes before the bus got here, and so we were talking at the bus stop. We were actually standing in the sunshine near the bus stop because it's not, it, even though it's Vegas and this is the desert, it wasn't that damn warm yesterday. And so she kind of made me laugh. Yeah, there's a there's a correlation here. The lady said, I, 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 I mentioned something about TV. She said, oh, because of my beliefs, I don't have a TV. I said, oh, and before I could say, oh, and then something else, she said, I have a computer. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, that, pro that probably explains a hell of a lot more than most anybody ever could ask. But I, I don't think you would ever ask that question. But I guess that's where we're at, Mark. People don't have TVs anymore, but they but they're okay with computers. So uh, I, I think it's, you know I I don't think there's a a huge amount of good that comes out of uh, of television. It, it could be, but it's not used for that. Uh, but uh, I, I can't imagine what what religion says. Not TVs are bad, but computers are okay. <laughs> But anyway, that's where we went. So, all right, Mark. Here's this, and a lot of this stuff is from the computer, uh, by the way. Uh, but another another guy, a notable death. Does the name uh, Emmanuel Yarbrough uh, ring a bell to you? Yarbrough does. Emmanuel uh, Yarbrough was the was the Guinness uh, Book of World Records world's l largest living athlete at well over 600 pounds. He fought in the third UFC event, and it was not numbered like UFC 3 or 9 or whatever right. it is. He fought in the third UFC event, uh, I believe he fought a man named Kenny Hackney, and um, uh, Yarbrough passed away on the 21st, uh, a relatively young man, but over 600 pounds and got in the, got in the fight, but uh, man, what a... Uh, you know, you, if you look at baseball, two of the two of the most iconic figures in baseball passed away too. Mark with uh, Ernie Banks and Yogi Berra. Oh man! Uh, you know, oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a you know we're and Dave Henderson, uh, a guy who hit a couple of the most dramatic home runs in baseball history, um, uh, passed away also. Uh, but the basketball man, yeah, you know, Meadowlark Lemon, Mel Daniels, who's a three-time uh, ABA champion, two-time MVP, Hall of Famer. Um, you know, played with the Indiana Pacers and was the man, only 6'9", 
and uh, his uh, he he went Flip Saunders, who coached your uh, your Minnesota Thunderwolves uh, amongst others, yeah. Pistons and the Wizards. Seventeen seasons, Flip Saunders doesn't get a hell of a lot of credit, but I mean those teams are not known. Well, I guess the Pistons maybe, but those teams are not known as winning franchises by any stretch of the imagination no. over the long haul. And he was six fifty four and five ninety two with the Thunderwolves, the Pistons, and the Wizards. So you're sixty some odd games over five hundred. You've done. Uh, what is it, 62 games? Yeah, over 500. You've done a pretty darn good job in in the NBA, particularly with those kind of teams. So, well, that, um, you, uh, you know, you know that's that's what's funny about sports because people look at it and go, "Oh, you know, he's not that that winning of a coach, but or a player even." I mean, but yeah. it's like 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 we've talked before, like with a Rod. I mean, you know, yeah. the guy hits what you know less than half of the pitches that are thrown at him. And he's still, you know, that, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's not that easy to get over the 500 mark. You would think. Oh, and wins. No, absolutely. You know, no, in, in, in any sport, because the other guys are getting paid too. And so, you know, talent is, they, they've met with the draft and the, and all the, and free agency has skewed that some, but they've tried to level the playing field. So everybody has a reasonable amount of talent so that when you go to a game, you see a competitive game. Now, uh, there are guys like uh, Jerry Jones and George Steinbrenner come to mind, um, that put together, a a, you know, they, they buy their way towards this, this magnificent team. And it still doesn't, I guess the Yankees had some success doing that and the, the, the Cowboys for a while, but it has been a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also uh, uh, one one more guy that I think uh, Milwaukee Bucks Dave Myers, who was a hell of a player at UCLA, and Myers was his sister. She, he, him, him and Reggie Miller, they both have sisters that were probably better basketball players than they were. <laughs> Dave Myers passed away. He was uh, he was only sixty two years old, and he he played uh, he led them very much uh, to John Wooden's last national championship at UCLA in nineteen seventy five. So, oh God bless them all. We're gonna miss them. Um, like I say, you just can't. You run down this list, Mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna go real quickly. Yeah, we can't do this. Howard Davis Jr., Doug At Doug Atkins. Um, he won the national title in 1951 at Tennessee, uh, much like uh, Reggie White came out of Tennessee. Uh, Frank Melzone, Major League Baseball Red Sox All Star third baseman. Um, uh, Dave Henderson, as I said, Emmanuel Yarbrough, uh, Glenn Sonmore, who had been the coach of the Minnesota North Stars, Mark, he passed away. Uh, Hot Rod Williams, uh, Arnold Peralta. He was a Honduran national soccer player. He was shot 18 times, and they're not exactly sure why, but uh, evidently they wanted to make sure he was dead, so they shot him 18 <laughs> times. Dolph Shays, Jim La- uh, Laskatov, Guy Lewis. Um, the, the Guy Lewis <laughs> had 20, 27 consecutive winning seasons, the coach uh, uh, at, at Houston, college coach. Oh, okay. um, o- O'Neal Bell. Uh, was shot in a robbery. He had been the former WBA, WBC, and IBF cruiserweight uh, title holder, 27-4-1. Speaking of light he- or guys that were not heavyweights but were great, Bob Foster, uh, light heavyweight. He fought both uh, Muhammad Ali and Joe, uh, and Joe Frazier because he'd beaten up everybody so, so uh, just throttled them as a, as a light heavyweight. He was a deputy sheriff in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, Bob Foster, one of the greatest fighters ever, um, you know, he gave he gave Ali everything he could handle in a fight, and uh, he passed away. Uh, Mal Whitfield, a former Tuskegee Airman, uh, fought 27 Korean War combat missions, won three gold medals, uh, two different Olympics. Uh, he won two and then won. Uh, Tommy Hansen from the Braves, man, a young man, 29 years old, uh, went into a coma and then had catastrophic organ failure and died. Oh. Uh, Eric Allen. Uh, uh, running back from Michigan State. I think he was like 66. He went for 350 yards on the ground against Purdue and ended up mostly playing in the Canadian Football League. Had a couple of uh, cups of coffee uh, in the NFL, but nothing to, nothing to write home and tell mom about. Jimmy Roberts was a five-time Stanley Cup champion with Montreal. Uh, he passed away. And Dean Chance, uh, the youngest Cy Young Award winner until uh, – Dwight Gooden came along at 20. Dean Chance was 23 years of age, went 20 and 9, had a 1.65 earned run average, and um, he passed away. And uh, if you if you remember back uh, with the Angels, it was Dean Chance and Bo Belinsky, and Bo Belinsky is the guy that was married to Jane Mansfield. What a what a great interview I did with 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 uh, with Bo Belinsky, and he was talking about Dean Chance and how awesome it was to see uh, another football guy, Lindy Infante, died. 
uh, uh, and uh, Yogi Berra. And last but not least, uh, at least uh, through Dece- or, uh, September, Al Locasali from the from the Raiders. I mean, he he and uh, Al Davis. Al Davis was the guy that that was always out with the pompadour hairdo and the and the the the, the scowl and the smile and the just win, baby. But Al Locasali was the uh, huge historian who had a lot of lot to do with the uh, American Football League and the National Football League merging to become what we now know as the NFL. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're going to miss a lot, all of them. We'll have to finish up that list next week, Mark, because we don't have enough time in an hour to go through all the, <laughs> yeah. all the people that have passed away. Uh, and, and then you go to those that, that, that died uh, sporting-wise and they're still with us on earth. Um, you're talking about Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, and, and, and Jeff Gordon. Uh, Kobe Bryant announced his retirement. He's in his uh, final few games. Uh, Tiger Woods, we may never see him again after the multiple back surgeries and all the nonsense and the the wife things and the divorce and the all the stuff. I don't know. We, we they kind of ruined Tiger Woods. You know, guy likes oral sex. Next thing you know, he can't win another major. Uh, and Jeff Gordon. Uh, almost went out, uh, almost elwayed his way out of NASCAR. He made the last four, and uh, um, in that in that same vein, it was a huge. Well, I don't know if I've ever seen a better comeback story, Mark, than Kyle Busch uh, breaking his legs on Saturday, the day before the Daytona 500, missing 11 races, having to race his way in, and and NASCAR gave him a little bit of a break, but nothing spectacular. No. And uh, Kyle Busch made the top 30 and won some races and got into the chase and damned if he didn't win the whole thing. Um, I think probably the biggest story, Mark, at least uh, in my opinion, American Pharaoh uh, winning the Triple Crown after a 37-year break. You know, it's been a long, long time since Seattle slew. And, uh, uh, you know, we had affirmed in Seattle slew and Secretariat all in, a, I think, in the 70s uh, in that one decade. And then it was till now <laughs> that uh, American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown and did it very convincingly and well, then won the Breeders' Cup to back it up. And, uh, you know, now, now, he gets to, uh, now he gets to go meet. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a retirement plan. They must have a much better union <laughs> than like, well, I guess some pro athletes. Wilt Chamberlain was yeah. pretty famous for, me, for mating. And so maybe we'll give an award away. What do you think was the biggest story, Mark? What was the biggest story or what was the one that I liked the best? Well, to you, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a the the sports stories for me were more of the person okay you know, or you know um yeah. my 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 biggest one for 2015 was the fact that Las Vegas played such an important role in the world series with you yeah. know with with the you know area 51 was basically the mets <laughs> oh, and three of the, three of the four teams that made the semifinals, uh, three of the four teams that played for their league championship, had Las Vegas connections. Certainly, very strong. The only one that didn't was Kansas City, who won it all. But we'd been the farm team for the Toronto Blue Jays. They picked up David Price and and Troy Tulowitzki uh, halfway through the season and just caught fire and ran everybody into the ground. They were like six and a half games out when they made the trade and ended up winning their division by seven games. So that's a huge turnaround halfway through the season. Um, and and the Cubs with Chris Bryant, are, 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 are the local kid, done good, a rookie of the year for the Cubs, and they they made certainly a great resurgence. And then Bryce Harper from the Nationals is the only one that didn't actually make the playoffs, and they were kind of favored to win the World Series, but he's the MVP of the National League. But yeah, between the Mets and the Cubs and the Blue Jays, we saw a hell of a lot of guys that played either in the World Series or for the right to play in the World Series here in Las Vegas over the last couple, three years. Well, that, so, well, you, know, uh, yeah. you know, and then, and then, and then when, when Tark died, the number of professional athletes that paid him homage was, you know, I mean, oh, man. you know, so, so we had that. And then we end the year with, with Kyle Bush winning the sprint cup, you know, Mr. Bad yeah, boy, you, you know, Mr. Bad boy, who everyone booed, Turns around holding up the cup, going, nee, 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 nee. You know? I'm like, yeah. All, all it took was Brad Keselowski to call him an ass and they traded places. <laughs> Keselowski was like the gold boy, and you know, he took the microphone and for no particularly 
discernible reason, said Kyle Bush is an ass and kind of took the heat off. Uh, he might be, but it was, where the hell does it be your job to say it in front of yeah. God and everybody in a very inappropriate time? And Brad Keselowski, not a, not, not a terribly bad guy. Neither is Joey Logano, but both of them, man. Um, you know, when, uh, when, when Logano wrecked Matt Kenseth and Matt Kenseth then came back and wrecked Joey Logano and, and took him out of the chase and, and uh, Kenseth got the last two games, uh, Logano could have been the victim in all that, and and he he didn't take the high road. He could have he could have come out smelling pretty good. And uh, Matt Kenseth's not a bad guy, so it wasn't like it was. You know, if you if you look back, it wasn't like Dale Earnhardt and 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 the Intimidator and and uh, 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 Joey Logano were having at it. It was a good guy like Matt Kenseth, who's a, who's a pretty straight shooting arrow. And you know, when we uh, at Champions Week, Mark, I had the I had the opportunity to ask one of the drivers, and he'll remain unnameless. Uh, and I said, uh, how did you, uh, you know, he didn't do anything. I said, Logano didn't really do anything that anybody else hasn't done. I said, certainly Dale Earnhardt was pretty good about spinning people into the wall if, he, if they were in his way. And I said, uh, you know, uh, I know he did that to Terry Labonte. And uh, um, he said, yeah, but it's what he did after. It's how he carried himself after. That, that that had the deal and and there were several drivers uh most all of the drivers literally ostracized Joey Logano at Champions Week here and this one particular driver just turned his back on him as opposed to looking at him and I don't think I don't think that story's over either but you know we're a month and a half away now from the from the Daytona 500 mark um here's I'm I'm going to run these down and you tell me you tell me when to stop uh we talked about Kobe and Tiger and Gordon maybe 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 not uh, at least two of the three are done uh, american pharaohs the super bowl call one of the worst calls ever in any football game from bantam league peewee uh, high school just, i don't care was, yeah uh, pete, pete carroll as as my friend bill miller he's a beady-eyed little bastard um <laughs> and then and then he says bad, bad things about him but uh one of the stupidest calls ever in a super bowl they they Nobody was stopping. The Patriots certainly had no shot at stopping Marshawn Lynch for a one and a half yard, two yard uh, deal, and uh, they they threw the ball and uh, picked off, and that cost him that. And that was kind of even that was overshadowed by Deflate Gate, one of the stupidest things I've ever heard of, and where the NFL has done everything humanly possible to to make the offense better. So the people were more interested. Nobody wants to go see a, a three nothing game. Everybody wants to see something that's forty eight forty seven. You know, uh, and and uh, somebody tries a two point conversion to win the game or something. And so they they've skewed everything so heavily towards the offense. And then they find out. Okay, they say, well, each team is in charge of their own balls. All right. So it would seem simple to say everybody plays with the same damn ball. Then it doesn't matter what it is. They both, they, nobody has an advantage. But they said both teams have their own balls, and you're responsible for your team and your team, but they can't be different. Well, then why? Let's make sense out of this. Let's use logic. Why have two different – let the referees have the balls, and screw you. Here's the ball. Play with it. You know, It's not like basketball. They, they, the other team has the ball. Throw them their ball, and, they, and nobody else does that. Baseball, they use the same balls, you know, on and on and on. And in football, they said, "Well, we're going to let you have your own balls, but can't can't vary them." <laughs> and if they have a way, if they know that there's a way that makes football a better game, why don't they embrace it? Let both teams let the quarterbacks fill it. If you want to throw a frisbee out there, if you want to take all the air out of the ball and throw it around like that, okay. You know, I don't see what the problem is, but anyway, th this is not over. Deflate Gate, you know, the NFL uh, uh, has appealed the decision that came down from the judge to to uh, uh, allow Tom Brady to play this entire year. They wanted to suspend him for four games, which is more than Roger Goodell wanted to spend Ray Rice for for Ko and his wife in the in the elevator. So, uh, I think it's a, I think it's much ado about nothing and. What do you think? You're not, you know, you're not a huge uh, a Patriots fan by any stretch of the imagination, Mark. No, but, but don't you do you find the common sense of what I'm saying about the if you know the if you're making all the rules to make the offense better, and you know if you just take a couple of pounds of air out of the ball, it'd be you know it'd work better. What then? Why don't they do it? Why isn't that? Why is that something that sounds bad? Because because they're trying to get away to 
sorry about this for for being our first show of the new year, but it's kind of like politics. Look over there. Don't oh, you know? Crap. You know, you know, don't look at, <laughs> at the fact that we're no longer funding the concussion survey study and that we only put a billion dollars into the fund and all that. But look at this fact that we don't have balls with air in it. Yeah. it oh, come on, guys. You and know, we took some out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but it's like you said, you guys set the rules up. They played by the rules and now and now you're pissy because they played by your rules. You know, yeah. and and then you know, and and then we go back to the game that this all was around. The other team lost by a bazillion points. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts lost forty-five to three. I think was the final in the game, something like that. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I I think that could be the stupidest thing. Um, uh, you go on down the list. Uh, uh, the Warriors and their NBA title last year. Where it came kind of came out of the blue and then had that had that great run uh the Cleveland Cavaliers were uh, were ready to to face them and they only had half a team going into the NBA finals uh, they had LeBron James which is a pretty good half but that's a good that's half. basically all they had they had Andrew Delvadova and there was you know Kyrie Irving was hurt and Delvadova played the kid uh, from Australia that uh, uh, kind of came out of nowhere like Jeremy Lin had done a, f- a few years before and made his mark Mark, but uh, the Warriors made the run there and then started this year. Uh, was it 27 and 0, 25 and 0, something like that, Mark? They set the record for the start the game and start the season. Wow. And um, Steph Curry won the MVP, and now they're now they've lost a couple. He sat out a game. They lost one, and then he sat out with a leg injury, and they lost that pretty bad. And uh, uh, Clay Thompson did not step up, but they started it again. Speaking of of winning streaks. The University of Kentucky, coached by uh, our friend John Calipari, had this winning streak, and they had uh, seven or eight first-round draft picks on the roster, and they got their streak snapped by Wisconsin in the semis. And it just uh, they they had they, they talked about them like they used to about the when uh, Larry Johnson and Stacy Ogman and Greg Anthony played at UNLV uh, in Tark's uh, years when they won the national championship, and then the next year they were undefeated going into the semis. And uh, Bobby Hurley and Duke beat them, the team that they had killed the year before in the finals by 30-some points, uh, beat them in the semis to stop their uh, their winning streak. They thought they were uh, they could have beaten some NBA teams. I don't subscribe to that theory, but then along comes Kentucky, and they got knocked off. And like I say, they had... They had eight, seven or eight first-round draft picks on that roster. So on any given any given day, I guess any team, you know, that's in that tournament can can beat any other team. But uh, I thought that was big. And of course, like I said, Chris Bryant being the rookie of the year in the National League, Bryce Harper being the the uh, uh, most valuable player. They played against each other in high school. That says speaks highly of of ba- baseball here in Las Vegas. And uh, kind of a sad note uh, along that way, the kid. Man, that uh, coach Bryce Harper at uh, College of Southern Nevada, Tim Chambers, moved to UNLV and had some problems, had some had some uh, injuries. I think he had a back problem and, and this and that, and and got a DUI and finally had to step down. And uh, you know he, he's a hell of a coach. I used to do some announcing when I first made it back to town here uh, for uh, uh, Tim Chambers when he was out at uh, College of Southern Nevada and. Uh, you know, he's a hell of a coach, and we wish him well. But uh, um, you know, just kind of a sad note to those uh, to that connection. It was a really, really good year for Vegas uh, baseball, kind of with that one rare exception. Uh, one of my favorite stories: Mark J.B. Mooney winning yeah. his second uh, Pro, Pro, Pro Bull Riders championship and and taking it right to everybody. J.B. Mooney did not take a day off. He rode tough bulls when he didn't have to ride tough bulls. All he had to do was qualify. All he had to do was get on. And he said, well, screw that. I'm going to get on whatever's out there. And so this is a guy who chose airtime on purpose. And uh, when Bushwhacker was around, J.B. Mooney chose Bushwhacker whenever uh, he, he could. When uh, If somebody didn't take Bushwhacker before him, he did. And just put the heat right to everybody else who said, well, we have to now ride the very best bulls. I can't take a day off either. And uh, uh, J.B. Mooney won his second championship, and I don't. Uh, believe it'll be his last championship, Mark, and I don't think you do either. Uh, health had a lot to do with it. 
or I think he would have had some others. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that, that, that kind of goes with that territory in the Pro Bowl riders. And you did the, you did the national finals rodeo, Mark. Was there anything outstanding that happened there on the, on the dirt at the Thomas and Mack? Yes and no. Um, with, with the NFR, with the people behind it, the PRCA, uh, Pro Rodeo Cowboys Association, um, they they're they're in the middle of the drama with with the upstart ERA and everyone yeah. was kind of, and with the new rules kicking in today about half to two thirds of the people of the participants who are at the NFR this year will not qualify for next year or okay yeah and so the ERA sued the PRCA and all that so everyone was kind of waiting to hear what the players were going to say versus what, 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 uh, uh, the PRCA what was, uh, uh, uh going to say. And I got to say this, everyone kept it classy. And that is the one thing. The rodeo guys, they're supposed to do that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's what everyone kind of commented on is that, you know, in, in any other sport, there, there would have been trash talking, and everyone oh, said, yeah. "You know, everyone said I'm here, here for the NFR. That's it, and that's what their focus was. And and so there wasn't any real drama. And 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 I gotta say that that was the best part of it all. Um, but there really wasn't any upsets. There wasn't anything that went boom. You know, here it is." Mm-hmm. What it was though was was we didn't have a continuous win every night. We didn't have the same winners like we've had in in uh, uh, previous rounds, where by the second night we pretty much know who's getting all all of the yeah. trophies and everything. It was cut and, and dried pretty much, yeah, before yeah. the end of the event. Yeah, and it was really fun because you got these rookies, and. And it's so fun to interview the rookies versus the guys who've been here 20 years. And, you know, you know, you know, because the rookies are all like, wow. Wide eyed and bushy tailed. (laughs) You're asking me a question. (laughs) Oh God, that's going to be fun. (laughs) So, and well, so, so yeah, there wasn't any big major things and, and that's what made it nice. So I don't know if that answers the question or not. Yeah, it did. And here's here's my thoughts on the, on the PRCA and their split with the ERA. Uh, um, when the Pro Bowl riders moved away and split from the from the PRCA, it was because they were bringing in the they were bringing in the crowd. They were the, they were the stars, and so they moved on and they have their thing and they proved right. Uh, Ty Murray and and uh, uh, all the uh, everybody else there that moved and uh, you know uh, the the old timers. Uh, Cody Lambert and Cody Custer and the and the the eight guys that threw a thousand bucks in a piece and started the PBR. They didn't. They, the 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 bull riding still went on uh, at, at the PRCA. It was one event with this ERA. It's the whole shooting match. Everybody, top to bottom, left to right, has an opportunity to go do with the new guys. What now the PRCA, PRCA seems to have. Uh, eliminated them from doing again. You know, it almost comes to to me, Mark, like when IndyCar racing, which was losing ground to NASCAR, and all of a sudden they got into a pissing contest amongst their owners and Roger Penske, and they started CART, Championship Auto Racing Teams. And when they broke from Indy Racing, man, it was the the dagger in the back, and they have never recovered. And I think you may see that with with the PRCA and the ERA. I mean, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a big enough audience that they can handle both. And uh, so you know, just because you were a star in the PRCA, it doesn't mean you're going to have carryover to the ERA, Mark. I I don't see it. I hope I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it. I think they could really have. Part of the issue is that the PRCA wants to control the event. Okay. Yeah. And they want to run it like the NFL and the NBA. Okay. Which is, you know, which is two completely different, you know, it's apples to oranges. Okay. And, and one of the things that came out of the media room 
from all of this. Um, uh, like on well, like on the third day, we have the press conference with the uh, chairman of the board, the, the uh, CEO uh, 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 Kesselman. Okay, and you know the the uh, new rules say that you know if you play in the ERA, you can't play in the PRCA, and yeah. and and you can't and you cannot have your event right after a PRCA event in a arena that the PRCA was in. And the arena owners went, um, excuse me, we own the yeah. arena. You don't. Yeah. That's our call, not yours. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, and it's like, Take your okay. opinion into account. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, if you want to run it like, like, like the NFL, own the teams and own the arenas. Yeah. And so that's kind of where, Things are getting rubbed raws because the PRCA is trying to say, you know, is trying to run everything, but they don't own everything. It's and a power play, and I think yeah. they've lost. But yeah. uh, we'll see. And speaking we'll see. of speaking of, uh, of owning the the arenas and all this, and you, you mentioned the NFL. Here we are, twenty years. Los Angeles, our second largest city, has not had a pro football team. Now there's three teams wanting to go there because <laughs> they they don't have coliseums. I mean, the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, is terrible, and the Raiders moved to L.A. once before because of the Coliseum issues, and so they remodeled, they redid the the, the Oakland Alameda Coliseum, and now it's uh, you know that's been a, twenty years, and now it sucks again, and so they're going to move back to L.A. Uh, all, all all things considered, uh, the San Diego Chargers are almost certainly going to move uh, somewhere, and I don't, and I think. The St. Louis Rams, and they had they had a deadline. They had a line drawn in the sand for them to come to them with a, to the NFL with a proposal or uh, for a stadium. And here's this and that, and they beat it by like one day to get their proposal in and all that to be, before it was a done deal. So uh, I think Los Angeles is going to have at least one, and and you know they've got three teams wanting in so somebody's going to have to i don't think they can handle three pro teams but they're going to have two teams st louis is not going to have a team uh san diego is not going to have a team even though oh that that's only a that's only 100 miles up the road if you really are a sports fan and a lot of people from my hometown in colorado go the 100 miles up the road to see the broncos play so that's not that big of a thing the st louis rams you know, who's closest around there? Uh, the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers? <laughs> the, the, you know, I mean, it's, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're not real close to any other pro teams uh, that you would envelop. So uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with football, but I, uh, you know, they uh, they seem to just keep rolling along regardless of the, but I think uh, one of the least effective uh, leaders anymore is the is the Roger, Roger Goodell's shipman. Uh, yeah. chairman of the <laughs> the the commissioner of the NFL and uh you know good well again he's an attorney who comes in and you're right mark he doesn't uh, he, he doesn't run it like you would think common sense would tell you when somebody knocks his girlfriend now unconscious in a in a uh, elevator and then then leaves her and ray rice was saying the other day how how bad terrible he felt after he saw that that he just left her there, you know, uh, and and then he went back and just kind of pulled her along like she was the empty trash bag he'd kind of forgotten by the door when he uh, when he went to throw it out. So uh, I I'm not a big fan of Roger Goodell's. I think uh, his uh, I'm very surprised that he has lasted this long, and I don't think the the NFL as as awesome as they are in their business uh, is huge. Can't afford to have a whole lot more of screw ups by Roger Goodell. I think he will, he will find a way out. Uh, other guys that found their way out in the leadership position of great uh, uh, football uh, things is Sepp Blatter from the uh, FIFA, uh, the oh, people man. control uh, the World Cup soccer, and uh, all the money, the massive scandal that this. It's not like nobody knew what that money was going for. If you want the World Cup to come to your come to your country, you best come up with some big time money. And uh, they were just stealing. I mean, they weren't even they weren't even really good at hiding it from the office staff, much less hiding it from authorities. And so, uh, soccer has really taken a shot. It's very very popular, but you know. Uh, 
the, the, the whole idea of it being the World Cup is that everybody in the world gets to see it. And uh, now with the Olympics going down to Rio, Mark, we're, you know, they're this year. We're eight months away uh, from the Olympics in, in Rio, and they they have water that you're not – you can't even you, – you're not supposed to look at the water without it making you sick. And we're going to have people swimming in it and, and boating in it. And, you know, somebody always – when you're on the water, you're in the water, you're going to get some of it on you, in you, around you, something. And uh, they, they've got this terrible, terrible uh, uh, pollution where they have the uh, several of the uh, of the waterborne events – Yachting. Who the hell thought yachting would be an Olympic event? But it is. And uh, and uh, I, I think uh, se- several of the things may be affected by this. They, they are actually contemplating, Mark, if nothing else, moving some of the events to Southern California. For real? <laughs> Get a map. Yeah, yeah, get a map. <laughs> it's not like they're just across the bay from each other. Rio's over here. Let me let me see where my fingers are. <laughs> Rio's over here, and so or or like this, one or the other. But both of them are not. And there's stuff in between, like uh, America and and uh, Central America and all that. It just doesn't. Say, I, you would think maybe Florida, Brazil to Florida. Okay, that's still a hell of a stretch. How about Cuba's in the middle there? We're we're friends with Cuba now. Let's let them have them. But uh, I don't know what they're going to do. But I think that's going to be a story that that it, a is not going to go away on its own. Um, uh, speaking of things that are never going to go away, man, the the bad taste in everybody's mouth that that paid all that hundred bucks to watch uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather oh, that farce. Um, and I don't. You've got to you you're, you got to back me up here, man. I said from the moment they announced that fight, it's going to be a crappy fight. And, you know, one of the things, well, Manny Pacquiao was hurt. Everybody's hurt. <laughs> no, you know, everybody, all the events, we just talked about the pro bowl riders, the, the PRCA, the, the, the football teams, the, the, everybody's hurt towards the end. And Manny Pacquiao had a hurt shoulder. Okay, that's certainly not the worst injury ever, anybody's ever entered the ring with. And, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't, it, it was just about Floyd not letting him hit him. And people... People thought it was going to be a fight. Yeah, no. And it was boxing. And, and there's a difference. It was not a game. It was a, a terribly boring fight. Boxing-wise, Floyd Mayweather put on the show that Floyd Mayweather does. He is a supreme boxer and a tremendous defensive boxer. When you don't get hit, it's very hard to lose when you don't get hit. And uh, that's, uh, you know, I, I don't think boxing is going to recover anytime soon. Their, their kind of uh, bread and butter was the pay-per-view stuff. And when you screwed everybody uh, worldwide, you know, 100 bucks at a pop for this farce of, a, a, of an a event. And now uh, Manny Pacquiao is going to fight Timothy Bradley. Supposedly it's his last fight. Floyd Mayweather swears that he's there. But, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> when you're when, when, when you're Throw ten grand away in, in dollar bills at a strip club uh, on a regular basis. You're you're bound to run out of money sooner or later. But uh, uh, you know, I I hope I, I they say Manny Pacquiao supposedly he's coming up to his last fight. It'll be the third of the uh, of the Timothy Bradley trilogy. The first one he won, and 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 it, the only people that thought he didn't win it were the three judges. Um, the second <laughs> fight defeated uh, uh, Timothy Bradley, and I, I don't see Bradley's gotten that much better now that he'll be able to to do anything more with, with Manny Pacquiao, and Pacquiao certainly hasn't gotten a lot worse. His game doesn't suffer like the speed guys do, and he is fast, but Manny Pacquiao's a fighter, uh, and he is a, he is a world-class boxer, but his deal is fighting, not boxing, so... I think that's the that's the deal. We talked about concussions a little bit, Mark, and Dr. Sicking and, and, and several other groups are working just as hard and quickly as they can to eliminate what they can of concussions. And now we're finding out it's, you know, it's like when everybody painted their houses and you had lead-based paint. You didn't realize till 20 years later it's making your kids stupid. And so they, uh, now, you know, now they've eliminated that. Well, I think now they're seeing the damage that, that, that they made the helmets stronger and guys started using them for, for weapons. And, uh, man, I, you know, I was in high school. Put your head in there. Get, get a helmet on this guy. Well, now, now they figured out, yeah, that mushes your brain. 
So, uh, but people, this, this movie is going to spur some, at least thought. I don't know if it'll spur action, but it spurred thought. And I don't think they're doing everything that they can. Uh, I think they should be doing damn near everything that they can. Uh, you know, we had a meeting here, Mark, and uh, uh, the, the folks from UFC and the folks from uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission are representing boxing and some of the, some of the judges and the referees were in attendance to see what they can do uh, to make those combat sports safer from concussions. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't think the same appeal is there from football and it's unfortunate. I don't see that same desire to, to just make sure their sport is safe is, is, is obvious. And uh, in in talking to some of the people working on this thing, they don't think so either. Okay. Here, here, here's one of my notes I made uh, on, on this, you know, because, you know, what are the top stories? One of them that I was trying to write out, but it wasn't making sense. And maybe now if I speak it out, it'll make sense. This year we're seeing more of a groundswell outside of the professional sports. Okay. We're seeing like, like college players demanding to be recognized by the NCAA as you know, maybe employees or subcontractors or just people. Right. Okay. And that started at Northwestern, at least. They they yeah. tried to unionize and 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 they got they got shot down in the last six weeks I think is uh, it was Mark but, that they cannot do that. But it's um, starting that it, conversation and yeah. and Absolutely. with the helmets and with the safety aspects, it's it's the boxing, it's the MMA people, it is the the high school coaches associations going. We we want to save our sport. We want to make it safer. <laughs> where you have the professional guys going, it's not a problem, you know? And I think this, I think 2015, we saw that, that's that grassroots, if you want to call it that starting to be recognized that that's where the change is going to come from, you know, in, in basically all of sports, it's going to be that, that smaller voice is being heard louder now. Yeah. And I think I think you're right there, Mark. And I think it'll be unfortunately it'll be overwhelmed by some other voices, and it will fade into the background. Uh, and it's not going to fade totally away, but I don't think it's near the priority that it should be with them. I mean, and you're you're talking about from the very bottom up. Uh, you know, the equipment doesn't differ from uh, Pee Wee football to the pros. They, they they there's only two manufacturers of helmets: Schutt and Rydell. And so you're going to be your helm, your head's going to be in one or the other. Uh, the the shoulder pads aren't made, you know, uh, by a whole bunch of different manufacturers, and they're the same thing whether they're high school pads or pro pads or whatever. They all do the same thing. Um, so that equipment is is on these kids from the time they start into football, and it's not effective. It doesn't it doesn't do what it's supposed to do because they've misused. Uh, the equipment that they have, not to, not for safety, but for doing damage. So they've taken something that was good and made something bad out of it. How do they, how do they put the lid back on that box? I don't know. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, I, I think you, you know, honest to God, they've outlawed headers in soccer. How hard do you have to hit with your freaking head to give yourself a concussion from a soccer ball? And yet they they they've outlawed the entire action of using your head, which is a big part of soccer. You can't use your damn hands. Well, I got my feet, my head, or if I'm lucky, my penis. And you're pretty much out of stuff you can hit with. And, you you know, and uh, so I I, I just don't, uh, uh, I I don't see this as being helpful to sports because Mark, when I was, when I was little, I was, I was a big kid and they, they had, they had weigh-ins, whatever for, for Bantam league football. And they moved me up a division and I wasn't the only guy like that. There were eight or 10 of us that, that, that were in third and fourth grade. They had to play in the fifth and sixth grade teams. Well, those kids were bigger. There's a difference between a fifth grader and a third grader, you know, or sixth and fourth or whatever it is. It's a substantial difference. And, uh, I was still learning, you know, the, the, the ropes, the ins and outs, and I didn't, I kind of had my head in my ass. I was just a big, goofy kid. And uh, we played down at the junior college in my hometown, and 
I was standing on the sidelines, and the teams were playing, and I heard this familiar voice <laughs> hollering behind, put Rosen in, put Rosen in. And I'm like, oh, crap, Mom. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're just like, uh. <laughs> and and the, coach, the coach looks over, and he's like, who's Rosen? And he sees me, and he says, oh, yeah, the, 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 the chubby kid. Come here. He says, uh, get, get in there. Get in there. <laughs> left tackle. Okay. So I go in at left tackle, and this kid, my, my dad played in a dance band, and this young man's dad played in the same band. And he was kind of the leader of the deal. He eventually made all state <laughs> playing football, and uh, uh, he flattened me. He just literally ran over me, dude. I, I mean, I still have tr- tire tracks <laughs> from, from going right over the top of me. Just slammed me and got up, went back to the huddle, and I was still trying to figure out what day it was. And we called another play, and he did the same thing. Man, he just steamrolled me. And I hear this voice, take Rosen out, take Rosen out. And it was my mom. And you're thinking that's the, the example is that's what moms do. Moms are going to have a say-so in this concussion thing, Mark, that I don't think that people are paying them a great deal of mind. Um, moms don't want – dads are, oh, shake it off. That bone will grow back. You know, just push it back in there where it was. Moms are, oh, no, not little Johnny. I don't oh. see, you know, you can't do that to my baby. That's why there's so many kids play soccer because moms didn't want them getting hurt in the first place. So it, convincing the moms um, to, to, that these kids are going to be okay playing football is a much, much tougher thing now. And rumors and all those different things, I think they're going to see the, the superficial parts of the movie. Oh, football, they have concussions. Football's bad. You're not playing football. You know, all right, go throw a baseball and let somebody hit you with something going 120 miles an hour. Uh, that That's better. So, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're different sports have different injuries or whatever. But the concussion issues between combat sports and, and, and football, um, I think, are going to be a huge, huge issue as we go forward, Mark. And uh, hopefully there'll be some big, big changes this year. Uh, like I say, we know we know of one of the world's preeminent safety engineers, Dr. Dean Sicking at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, is working as we speak on the concussion issue, and so are we, Mark, with uh, with headgear and, and those types of things for different sports, including uh, skiing. This uh, amazing thing uh, that, that that's that's going on with with heads. Uh, hopefully, it'll make it a much much safer, better thing. But you can't you can't be perfectly safe no matter what. Justin Wilson lost his life in an Indy car uh, at at Pocono. Um, simply got hit by some debris, a tire bouncing along the track or a chunk of it, and it, it hit him in the helmet as he he had missed the wreck. He was a, really just coming around and, and, and viewing what happened to the other guys and figuring out if he needed a pit or what, what was going to happen or whatever, and uh, some a part come bouncing and hit him in the, in the forehead and killed him. Uh, it took him a couple days to die, but uh, Justin wow. Wilson did that, and now IndyCar is tethering even they, – they have these – unbreakable straps to hold everything together even during a wreck so uh the the wreck itself didn't hurt anybody the the, the, the wreck that happened that killed justin uh justin wilson wasn't his his fault one of the most popular drivers by the way in indycar there wasn't a driver alive that had much to bad to say about justin wilson but um he died uh, simply because something was bouncing along so indycar took the very quick step of saying we're going to put tethers on everything that could possibly maybe fly around and hit somebody and that's what they've done so uh anyway uh getting through our list mark uh what do you think about serena williams and choking on the grand slam i mean she got she got three of the first four and was expected to and uh, she lost to to nobody and not not a nobody but nobody compared to to uh, to uh, serena williams and uh to to keep her from winning the grand slam the calendar grand slam I think they. Uh, I think she didn't get the 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 respect that she should have gotten because of all the backstabbing and 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 uh, catfighting, and so uh, it, it was almost you know two totally different sports, but kind of like Ronda Rousey's loss. You know, I mean, yeah, there was so much backstory going on that there's no way that she could stay that focused and perform yeah 
She had one bad day. It happened to be on the day of the semifinals, and, and she didn't make the finals of the U.S. Open. So uh, the, the the tournament is probably the easiest for her to win of all four of them. I mean, the French Open is tough. That 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 clay does not – it does not play like any other surface, whether they played indoor or on the grass at Wimbledon. That's much closer to the concrete surfaces right. or the – the artificial uh, surfaces that they have, every everything except the clay at Roland Garros there in Paris. So, no. yeah, you're right. I, uh, okay, no. I'm i not a big Serena Williams fan or Venus uh, simply because they were bred. I don't like their dad, yeah. uh, Richard uh, Williams. Right. Uh, you know, had the kids and has been very, very uh, upfront about, uh, I guess, at least you say the guy's not a, not a freaking hypocrite. But he had those girls not because he wanted to have children and do all those. Other, he bred those girls. He had those girls and said the whole idea is to make them the world's greatest tennis players. And for a time, Venus was, and now now Serena is. And okay, that's cool, I guess. But it just seems almost like robots, like genetic engineering. Yeah, there's they're just something. There's just something not 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 kosher about it. So, but on but on the flip side of that. We had talked about this earlier with like a rod to be in in that game at that level for this long. Yeah. That's something, okay, Brad. Oh, absolutely. You know, but but Brad to do it and do it whatever two it different is. Things. But still, at, yeah. at to play at that level after all yeah. these years, man, that is just that's something to be amazed at. And when you play at that level, you're like that. You have a target on your back, much like Tom Brady and the Patriots have a target on their back. And and other people have that target where people give you their best game, as I, I think it was uh, uh, Chip Kelly said, you know, we're always Notre Dame, <laughs> meaning everybody gets up for Notre Dame, so they have that one game a year where they play Notre Dame, and that's when Air Force used to play Notre Dame. Uh, on a home and home thing, and man, you knew when the Notre game was, Notre Dame game was. You went. It was it was that really special thing. It was a bowl game in the middle of the year, and Notre Dame had eleven or twelve of them every year that they had to play and take somebody's best shot. Serena, uh, pretty much the same way. Nobody goes out there and says, "Well, I hope I can get by today, so I have something saved in the tank for tomorrow." Nobody leaves anything in the tank against against uh, Serena uh, Williams. So that's where we're at. Okay, uh, we got. I know we got to get out of here pretty quick. Yeah. Ohio State was down to their third quarterback, won the national championship, um, uh, and uh, you know they had Braxton Miller, Cardell Jones, and uh, and uh, 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 Braxton Miller. And um, Cardell Jones is going to go to the NFL. He already uh, uh, said uh, the the, other, the first first one that did, that actually got hurt. Uh, now playing wide receiver and and, and probably going to have an NFL career. A hell of a hell of a quarterback. But uh, they were down to their third string quarterback and won the national championship, which I think is a hell of an accomplishment. Uh, we have Ronda Rousey's KO. Um, uh, boy, that's the. Mm. The UFC will be just fine, but they could have been just finer. They had this. They had this amazing thing going. Ronda was doing movies and all that, and I think if she'd lost a close decision or something like that, and been this this incredible fight, it would have been one thing. She just got her ass handed to her. She she just literally ran into a buzzsaw on Ronda. Uh, you know, I mean, she she ate one. Holly Holm just just beat the crap out of her. And um, so I, the the type of loss I think is probably going to be much more damaging. Hopefully, Ronda will come back. I think she's good for uh, uh, good for the UFC. Uh, you know, uh, I I hope I had a little uh, to do with the women being in the in the UFC. When uh, Reed Harris came on when we had the show at the Mandalay Bay, Mark and I asked him about women. I thought the guy was going to have a stroke. He was apoplectic. They were just he was going from the from the WC and 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 they would just gotten taken over by the ufc and boy it was it was forbidden to talk about the, about women and the and the lightweights going up into the ufc and uh when i asked him i said you know i can't imagine we're going to be able to leave them out and uh that's how it, that's how it came about the other ufc big story conor mcgregor uh you know J- jose aldo had not lost in 10 years and uh, had never been not had never been uh, taken out. He'd lost a decision before, but uh, he got knocked out in 13 seconds, which 
on the rematch, you're not going to see a 13-second knockout. I don't believe McGregor is going to be able to hit him and, and KO him. They will have the fight that they should have had the first time. And Jose Aldo is nobody to laugh at. This is a guy who's who's a stud. So I'm looking forward to that rematch in 2016. Uh, LeBron James went back to Cleveland, took him to the finals. They were all beat up and didn't beat Golden State. That was another thing that I was thought was big, Mark. The Women's World Cup champions uh, and uh, – uh, you know, if we, if we didn't get the guys there, we at least got the women there. And I, <laughs> I guess having a WNBA team, not a great deal of respect, but the uh, certainly very, very good uh, soccer as as they played the game very fundamentally well. And uh, they had they have their share of stars, and it's amazing that we don't we don't compete near on the same level with, with our men's team as we do with our women's team. And I'm uh, I'm not a big fan of the Klinsman, the the coach. Of the men's team who seems resigned to saying, I mean, he seems okay with saying, well, we're just not good enough. That, that ain't how it works. Oh. You got to, you know, yeah, that doesn't how it might, that might fly in Germany where he's from, eh, you know, but in America, in America, that ain't how we do sports. So I think he's he's done. Um, you mentioned earlier, Mark, about the athletes taking some control with the NCAA, Missouri, and Gary Pinkel, their uh, uh, their former coach. Now um, they forced out the president and the chancellor. At, they finally grouped together, and they were not going to practice. They were not going to do anything football wise until the president and the chancellor were eliminated from the hierarchy at the University of Missouri because they had not addressed uh, racial issues adequately. And the coach said, we are all together, and he basically put his job on the line, which he quit there shortly thereafter due to health reasons. But they forced the issue at Missouri, and I think it opened a lot of eyes, kind of like what you said, Mark. We do have some power. We bring in a whole hell of a lot of money. And what are they going to do? They're going to put the librarians and the cheerleaders out there. If we don't show up on Saturday, no, we have some say-so in this. So don't expect us to be slaves and, and, and just say, yes, Amasa. They're not going to do that anymore. And uh, so uh, I congratulate the University of Missouri and, and for taking a stand on something they all believed in. Um, uh, maybe they're, you know, not, I don't think it's a hundred percent on any, uh, of these issues, but they didn't, uh, uh, they didn't do themselves any, any harm whatsoever in standing up for what they believed in and stand together as a team. And, uh, uh, so once again, I think that was cool. The police blotter, Mark, my God, I was going to write that down. We could do a two hour show and not have gone through the police blotter in sports, uh, and domestic violence seemed to have, uh, have led the way. But uh, there was all types of stupidity that has gone on with our with, with the sports uh, people. But d- domestic violence really has been <clears> – now I think it's this knee-jerk reaction. They've given way too much power to the potentially uh, damaging stuff. They say if you are charged in a, in a country where we say innocent until proven guilty, if you are charged with domestic violence, you are automatically suspended. Imagine the night before the Super Bowl, somebody says to Tom Brady, hey, listen, I think you're really cute. And, oh, you hit me. Oh, I'm going to call somebody. And Tom Brady be suspended immediately for the next game or whomever. What You, you just insert whatever name you want in there. It's just, it's just primed to be abused by the people that they have said, okay, you, it's your call. If you say this guy slapped you and you can show a scratch on your face or a black eye or something, it doesn't matter if you got it walking into a door, if you blame it on somebody, we'll find out after the fact that you just walked into a damn door. But until then, we're going to suspend this guy. So I, uh, I, I think they still have a lot of work to do. Uh, we talked about set bladder and the, uh, and the FIFA scandal, um, the, the repercussions of that are going to be, are, are going to be pretty substantial too, Mark. And once again, man, I, I guess, uh, we'll end up on this. Pete Rose denied entry, denied, not entry into the hall of fame, denied even the chance to be voted on. And by, by being on the excluded list and the hall of fame saying nobody can come in if you're on the excluded list and baseball allows Barry Bonds to, to coach in, in major league baseball and Mark McGuire coaches in major league baseball. They did things. They took steroids and did things that affected the outcomes of games. 
multiple, multiple years and years worth of baseball games were adversely affected by how somebody had to approach it. You couldn't, you can't pitch to Barry Bonds. He's going to hit a ball way the hell out there. Uh, you know, you, you just can't, they, they changed fundamentally how the game was played. They're still allowed in baseball. Pete Rose, who bet on his team. He bet on his team to win. And some guy I was talking to the other night on another show I do, uh, uh, help on, said, well, yeah, but he, he tried to win this game because he had money on it and he blew through the, through the, the pitching staff or whatever just to, just to try to win because he had money on it. And I said, but isn't that the manager's job to win every game? Which game do you, which, when you look at the schedule, which game do you say, well, it's okay if he loses that one because then we're set up the next day to win the next one or one one? I said, you know, it might rain the next day. I want my guy to win every freaking game. If they can go 162 and oh, I'm happy if I'm the, if I'm the fan of that team. So, uh, I think baseball has a, has a real, real issue. And it's unfortunate. Pete Rose, uh, you know, I mean, the hits leader. And then it, it, their, their position just doesn't seem to be consistent with uh, some of the other things they've done, which I guess is sports, which leads us to is 2016 going to be drastically different than 2015 was or 2014, or is it going to be different than what 2017 is in the future, Mark? What, what do you, what's your, what's your uh, crystal ball say we're looking for in 2016 here, man? A softer, more gentler year. <laughs> can't have those headbangs. Can't, can't, can't tap each other. We're going to go to flag football, and we're going to lower the nets in basketball. And we're going to two Yeah, two twos. There you go. <laughs> can't hit the quarterback in the bottom half of his tutu. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, folks, uh, we certainly hope you've had a, uh, a safe New Year's Eve into New Year's. We certainly wish you very much health, happiness, and prosperity in 2016. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed good sports because we know we have. And uh, uh, Mark, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, yeah. I, I hope uh, once again that uh, uh, continued success with all the things that we're doing. And uh, it, it's a lot of fun, buddy. So thanks, Mark. Let's have a fun year, all right? Let's do it. All right. For Mark Anthony, I'm Rick Rosen. And to all of you out there, Happy New Year. God bless. You've been listening to Good Sports. We'll see you again right here. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.